problem is you trying to live two different lives. The longer you do it, the more dangerous it becomes. Be careful what you wish for, Parker. Hello, Peter. Holy Alfred Molina. I I might sound winded to you, and I'm going to tell you why I sound winded. No, I do not exercise. No, I didn't run a marathon. In fact, I've been sitting in my bed for the last two hours, re-watching and re-watching and re-watching Sony and Marvel's, and I guess Disney's, because Disney owns Marvel, uh, the new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home, coming out December 17th, exclusively in theaters. Um... I have no words. I'm literally screaming, crying, and about to keel over because I'm such a Spider-Man freak. I will never forget seeing the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire and James Franco and Kirsten Dunst and William Defoe, whose laugh you did hear at the end of the trailer. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Um, in theaters, uh, I don't remember where I was, but I do remember like sitting in the actual theater watching the film, and I remember who I was with, and it was just it was an epic experience and one that I will carry with me, much like when I saw all the Star Wars movies. I'm like a you know midnighter. I've told you that before. But I'm literally so excited. I'm winded. I can't breathe. Um, And I'm just like literally screaming and crying. So thank you so much for like releasing this trailer today because, oh, actually it was leaked. But anyways, we're going to get into all that later. Um, That's actually going to be our last story of the day. I have four great stories for you guys today. Um, And obviously this one's the last one. But aside from that, good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is I, Andrew DeVitri, the mistress of pop culture, bringing you all things pop culture. Um, I will. Three really good stories aside from the Spider-Man story. Not much as new since we last chatted. I had a very busy Monday. Got some stuff done. Got a little bit of Botox. Um, yeah, not ashamed of it. There should never be a stigma around people who, you know, enhance their person to make themselves look younger or more, you know, just fabulous. Because, you know, uh, you know, like a car gets service and a tune-up. We are our human, our, ourselves, are, we're like vessels, and our vessel needs tune-ups. Now, I totally respect those who are au naturel and don't want to, you know, uh, meddle with aging, but I am not one of those people, honey. I'll be aging backwards, um, which is fine, because it's just the way I choose to be. And actually, you know, you might be thinking, well, you live in L.A., of course, everybody there is plastic surgery. No. In fact, I started doing this, well, I was living in L.A., but I actually started doing it on the East Coast, um, because I had chronic migraines, and for those of you who know, migraines are debilitating and really tough, and uh, the Botox really, really helps me, and I, um, as opposed to, like, having to lie in bed and sleep to sleep it away. I can just take two out of bill, have a nice tea, and go about my day. I did I did sort of notice, though, that I have been weaning myself off of iced coffee in the morning because I drink it sort of to regulate my poop. TMI, I know, but, like, I'm really... I'm an open book here. Um, and since I've not, my poop schedule has become, you know, a little bit normal again, which is, like, so fabulous. Um, and I'm just so grateful for that because, like, I have things to do in the morning and I don't want to have to, like, work my mornings around when I have to sit on the toilet, which is, like, really stressful. I'm sure everybody can relate to that. Um, but I, I guess that's one of the, you know, the positives from um, working from home. Um, WFH, because everybody can poop and do work at the same time. Um, but there was something actually, there was, oh, 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 okay. I was going to, mental note, sorry. I had, I had something very specific I was going to talk about on Monday's episode, but I completely forgot about it until I finished recording. And then I didn't want to go in and do an add-in because it was already edited and stuff when I remembered. I was like, ugh. But I started watching this Netflix show on Sunday. 
It is like literally the greatest thing to come to Netflix since The Crown and Stranger Things. And you're probably going to be like, what is that show, Andrew? What are you talking about? Well, the show is called Cooking with Paris. Of course, Paris Hilton, the one and only icon. Um, I just saw the first episode and she is so influential over me for many reasons. Like so much of what Paris has done or like made into a fad I have been on the receiving end of like when she got her cell phone um, bedazzled with Swarovski crystals. Yeah, my BFF Paige and I went to Florida for like one holiday and we got our cell phones bedazzled with Swarovski crystals. Like literally, it's iconic. I still have that phone. And if Paris did it, then I'm doing it. Like, and it wasn't cheap either, but like obviously we could do it. Um, That's a flex. Um, But okay, it's so good. So basically it's Paris Hilton. Like it's like a cooking show. She's like basically the new Barefoot Contessa only on Netflix. The first episode is so funny. Okay, it opens up with her in a Gelson's, which is pretty much like a shop right or stop and shop only more high-end here in LA. And she's wearing this pink ball gown, which looks like Marilyn Monroe, and she has like somebody winding her with fan, and she's buying cereal. Literally, after watching the episode, I ran to the grocery store about Lucky Charms. I've gone through three boxes now because that's what Paris's favorite cereal is, and she was eating it in the thing. It's so good, you guys. I literally, I mean, shout out to Lucky Charms. They don't sponsor me or anything. I'm just like telling you how much like the fact that Paris eats it is like, you know, stars just like us. But it's really good. It's called Cooking with Paris on Netflix. They don't sponsor my show, but like literally I love them so much. I'm going to give them a shout out, you know, because Paris is my girl. So yeah, queen. Okay. Well, enough dilly dallying. That, that was a good intro. That was, you know, a lot of yapping, you know, in my end. Usually I just want to get into the stories, but there was so much to talk about. But I mean, I could talk about Paris all day long. Maybe one day I'll do an entire episode dedicated to the queen herself, but um, that day is not today. So let's get into our stories of the day. The first story um, is from Ian Line. This is something that I was reading about over the weekend, but like I didn't want to. I wanted to wait a minute until like more details emerged, um, because I like literally love celebrity feuds, especially with Kanye West. Um, so Drake has the last laugh after Kanye West appears to post his Toronto address online. Hmm, that ain't good. Um. Kanye and Drake have had this, you know, ongoing saga. I mean, about what? Who really knows over the origin of the um, you know battle of rapper stars is i'm not quite sure but i'm living for it because i'm such a big fan of both of these guys so let's read it and we'll dissect this is from e online drake is sticking with his motto laugh now cry later well at least the first half the four-time grammy winner laughed off kanye west's latest jab as the pair's longtime feud heats up fans thought kanye quote crossed the line by publicly sharing drake's toronto address for the world to see according to a screenshot of his since deleted instagram post published by TMZ, which seemingly revealed Drake's home on a Maps app. By the way, you can go on Google Maps and, like, find where all these stars live. And, like, you'll never get to his house because it's, like, behind gates and there's security, but, like, it's there. Not that I've looked or anything, but, like, obviously I've seen. Um, I think it's Drake lives in a $100 million house, too. Good for him, as he should. Um, e! News has not independently verified the authenticity of the TMZ screenshots. In the wee hours of August 23rd, Drake appeared to give his reaction to the doxing by brushing it off on his Instagram story. The God's Plan artist showed a video of himself riding in a car with the top down at night as he chuckled to himself. He didn't mention the Donda rapper by name, but something clearly tickled his funny bone. <laughs> Drake's so shady. See, even without, like, even uttering an insult, we all know what Drake's talking about because he's such a star. Earlier in the night, he had posted a video of Toronto's CN Tower in the Rogers Centre Stadium, which suggests he is currently in his hometown. Fans think Drake 34 reignited the star's feud when he seemingly rapped about Kanye 44 being burnt out during his feature on Trippy Red's August 20th song called Betrayal. Drake sings, quote, oh, this is the verse that I read about over the weekend. All these fools I'm beefing that I barely know, 45, 44, burned out, let it go, yay ain't changing, sh- you know, shit for me. It's a set, st- set in stone. Kanye, who recently split with Irina Shake, um, Bradley Cooper's uh, baby mama, um, after two months together, appeared to give his response to Drake's lyrics when he posted a screenshot of a group chat as seen on TMZ. Quote, I live for this. I've been effed with by nerd-ass jock 
a word I'm not going to say, like you my whole life. You will never recover, I promise you, Kanye allegedly wrote. E! News reached out to Drake's rep for comment after his address was reportedly leaked, but hasn't heard back. Their relationship soured when they collaborated on the 2010 song Find Your Love. They potentially lost love later that year when Drake was cut from Kanye's All of the Lights. Um, when his voice was nowhere to be heard on the final track, Drake told Shade45's Morning Show, quote, Kanye's creative process is ever-changing. Drake said he didn't know why he was removed, explaining, quote, we make music differently. I make what comes to me, and I hate changing it, whereas Ye will change something 30 or 40 times to get it perfect, to each their own, and the change was to put all these people on it, and I wasn't one of them. That's completely okay. Um, among their issues since, Drake accused Kanye of blabbing to Pusha T about his newborn son, which Pusha T denied in 2018 later that year. Kanye got upset with Drake when Drake followed his then-wife Kim Kardashian on Instagram. In 2019, Yeezy publicly alluded to their beef in the Netflix series My Next Guest Needs No Introduction with David Letterman. He brought up, quote, an artist which I will not mention because I'm not allowed to mention him or any of his family members, adding, quote, we had a little beef last year, according to Pitchfork. Kanye then shared his favorite line from Drake's song, Crew Love. He must have gotten, um, like, a gag order or something. Anyways, I do have to say, I love Drake and I love Kanye, so I don't know if this is, like, a brother brotherly love thing or if they're just competitive artists in their field, but they're both geniuses of their craft. They're both very good at their craft, so no love loss. Well, it is love loss. I don't want to say that. It is love loss because if these two um, got along well, imagine the music they could create. Imagine the art. Fun fact about Drake, I mean, obviously I was a huge fan of his when he was back on Degrassi, but I went to the, when I went to college, URI, Rhode Island, my freshman year, 2008, Drake, um, he wasn't like the massively successful music star he is now. He was like really um, like starting his music career, his endeavor. Um, and so he was on like a college tour, I guess, and he came to the University of Rhode Island. He sold out the hall in which he performed. And he was so good. I will never forget this. I, might have, I must have talked about this before. I think I have um, because uh, some of my girlfriends really loved Drake and at the time, and I was like, who's Drake? Oh my God, Drake from Degrassi. So we all wanted to see him. He was amazing. And um, that's sort of my Drake story. But yeah, <sighs> these, these emerging, you know, talented artists, always beefing. I'm living for the drama. Egos and, you know, whatever. But speaking of um, a massive, the massively successful Kanye West, uh, TMZ reports, Kanye West, I'm recreating childhood home for Donna listening party. Um, Kanye West is doing, this is from TMZ. Did I say that? I'm sorry if I already did. Uh, sorry for being redundant. Kanye West is doing some home cooking for his next Donda event because it looks like he's recreating his Chicago childhood home on a big stage. Check out the image from Inside Soldier Field, home of the Chicago Bears, where Kanye is getting set to host his third listening party for his upcoming album. As you can see, uh, construction is in full swing under on a structure that looks a lot like the home where Yee grew up on the south side of Chicago. And it seems like the house is smack in the middle of the football field. I'm really actually, I'm loving Chicago right now. I'm going to have to go soon because one of my besties, um, Tanner, is moving to Chicago very soon. And that literally warms my heart because I love Chicago. I love Tanner and I love... Kanye West, so like three things in one place that I love, Ugh, can't even. Remember the album is Donda, an homage to his late mother, so it seems fitting Kanye would represent their old home through his listening party in the city where he was born and raised. Kanye's also been all about this era of his life. He recently scrubbed his entire Instagram page except for a lone image of his old Chicago crib, which he bought last year for a cool $225,000. Yeezy's known for getting super creative with his, with his stages, and it looks like he's feeling right at home back in the chi chi town this is really exciting i mean i think kanye's when Con kanye's old music like his original music from you know all falls down era that's my favorite music i mean i love um stronger too and i love every i mean i, I life of pablo like everything is so good but this kanye at his like roots where where he came from that's going to be i think this is why this next album is going to be incredible because it's back it's an homage to where he came from his mother his his start and kanye is uh, 
he's a, you know, and he would say it himself, he's a genius. He's so talented at his craft. So I'm really looking forward to this album release. I love his music so much, and I'm really um, excited to see what the stage is going to look like. I'm sure it's, he's awesome. He's so cool, Kanye. Um, you know, everything else aside, he's a really cool guy and he has a good vision. And I think he has such a vision that sometimes he doesn't know how to like execute maybe words for other people, but like he executes his art masterfully. He's a master at his craft. As is Kim, as is his wife. And she knows that. And that's, you know, that's the whole thing. That's why I love that they love each other. I love their love. Oh, Kim and Kanye, my favorite. Okay. Third story of the day. Speaking of love, this is from Page Six. I literally screamed when I saw these photos. Page Six, sorry. Ben Affleck browses engagement rings at Tiffany's amid Jennifer Lopez reunion. I think many of us sort of, many of us fans of Benifer realize that when they go back together, this is probably going to be it. Um, the only thing, the only factor that I am wondering about, the factotum, um, is, if you guys don't know what that's from, it's from School of Rock. If you know, you know. Um, I do, where was I going with this? I, oh, I lost my train of thought. It'll come to me. Anyways, okay, this is from Page Six. The engagement... So nice. They're doing it twice. Um, Ben Affleck was snapped. Oh, yeah. Okay, Ben Affleck. Basically, this article is about how Ben Affleck was spotted at Tiffany's looking at rings. I mean, we don't know if it is, like, entirely, like, true that he's looking for engagement rings. But what I do like is that he's going to Tiffany's. It's, like, a place that any of us could go to. I mean, you could, I'm sure Ben Affleck could afford to go to um, uh, Harry Winston or, um, you know, Van Cleef and Arpel or Cartier. But he's going to Tiffany's. Tiffany's is awesome. I have jewelry from Tiffany's. Like, yes. Um, ben Affleck was sat browsing um, engagement rings at the Century City, California. In Century City, California. I've been there. I know what Tiffany's are talking about. Um, Tiffany's in the company of his mom, Sam, and son, Samuel, Monday, presumably for his on-again love, Jennifer Lopez. Oh my gosh, can you imagine if they got married? I'm going to scream. You'll remember that Affleck first popped the question to Lopez back in November 2002 during Benifer 1.0 days using a 6.1 carat pink diamond by Harry Winston. Look at that. See, I just told you, bet stars are just like us. He could have gone to Harry Winston, but no, this time he wants to go to Tiffany, which is a little more grounded in my opinion. I mean, I do think Harry Winston's fabulous, but let me tell you, Tiffany's is great too. Um, that reportedly cost 2.5 mil. Oh, to just have 2.5 mil to drop on a diamond. How fabulous. But it's Jennifer Lopez. You can't just get her a diamond from, like, K-Jewelers. <laughs> no offense, K-Jewelers or anything, but, like, I don't know. Maybe you could, though. Jennifer Lopez seems like she's a gal about the people. Mm. But the couple decided to postpone their planned 2003 wedding, blaming, quote, excessive media attention in a statement. I mean, they're getting just as much media attention now, so I don't know how that is, like, any different. But anyways, um... Yeah, that's basically what the article is. Um, his mom... That's so sweet that he's going with his mama. His mother... I'm really happy for Ben, and I'm really, really happy for Jen, and I'm really happy that they have found their way back to each other because I think um, Alex Rodriguez was not right for her, especially with all the drama with that Madison LaCroix girl from whatever, Bravo. I don't even know if that's her name, but maybe that was her name. I don't even know. I'm sorry if that's not the right actor, reality star. I just, I love, like, Housewives. I mean, I don't love Bravo, but I love Housewives. Like, I love New York, and I love Atlanta. They're my favorite two franchises. Beverly Hills, too, but... Really, New York and Atlanta for me are it. But I just think, like, people who are so obsessed with Bravo, it's like, <laughs> get a life. Like, so people who are like, I'm not even going to do it. Let's just go to the next story because it kind of has to do with Bravo. It's, well, it's one of Bravo's alums who is in some, like, legal water. This is, of course, about Tom Girardi, Erica uh, Girardi's, late, uh, well, divorcee husband. I don't even know what the right terminology is, but this is from TMZ. This is actually a sad story. When I read this, I was actually really sad about it, but... It makes sense given um, the things we've been reading about him. Erica Jane's ex moves from mega mansion to 
uh, assisted living facility, Erica Jane's elderly estranged husband, Tom Girardi, has moved out of his multi-million dollar mansion and into a senior living facility. The 82-year-old, who's currently going through a divorce from The Real Houses of Beverly Hills star, along with a lawsuit for allegedly embezzling funds from families of plane crash victims, was spotted by the Daily Mail entering um, the Burbank nursing home on Sunday. Wow. I used to live in Burbank when I first moved to L.A. I haven't seen this place, though, but there's many places in L.A. that I haven't seen. Girardi, who up until recently lived in an incredible $13 million mansion in Pasadena, which, you know, Housewives fans have seen on the show, has been forced to give up his luxurious lifestyle due to his embezzlement scandal, his law firm filing for bankruptcy, and health issues. We... Safe to say, it's not been a very good year for Tom, who once had an estimated net worth of $260 million. Along with the divorce, he's been disbarred, forced to auction off a lot of his stuff from his law offices to cover legal costs, and has been spotted out in public looking worse for wear. Earlier this year, he filed legal docs claiming he's been diagnosed with dementia and Alzheimer's as he um, has had his assets frozen as he's potentially been facing, legal fe- uh, facing federal charges for months. Meanwhile, as we reported, we as in DMZ... Once a recent Real Houses Beverly Hills episode, Erica tearfully denied that she filed for divorce as a, quote, sham way to hide assets, something she was sued for herself. I mean, this is a really sad story. There's nothing good about this. Um, I just thought it was really interesting because there's another update in the Tom and Erica saga. And I'm sure, I mean, because this happened today, I don't know if it's going to be addressed on the Real Houses Beverly Hills because everything is, you know, from four or five months ago. But, um... Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel for him. I feel for, I just, it's all sad. There's no, there's no winner here. There's no, it's, it's just all really sad. So that's, you know, pretty much what I have to say about that. And this brings us to our, oh, wait. Oh, sorry. Fifth and final story of the day. I thought I had four stories. So fifth and final story of the day. Forgot about the top one. Um, and this is obviously what I started the episode off with today. A, a snippet from the trailer from the Spider-Man No Way Home feature film coming out in December. This is from Deadline. Spider-Man No Way Home. First trailer shows up at Cinecon. Watch it. After Sony reportedly erased... Oh, yeah, by the way, the trailer was leaked yesterday. I did see it because I couldn't contain myself. But it was, like, being taken down like crazy. But it was a trailer, like, on a phone, videoed, or videotaped from a phone. It was, like, a phone was on a phone. It wasn't that great a quality. But you could see who basically popped up at the end. So major spoiler alert for those of you who are listening who haven't watched the trailer yet. After Sony reportedly erased a leaked trailer from its upcoming Disney MCU title, Spider-Man No Way Home, over the weekend from social, those attendees at CinemaCon finally got a taste. The pick is scheduled to be the big holiday tentpole release in a cinema-era sans an immediate Star Wars movie on December 17th. Star Tom Holland posted a message to fans on his Instagram stories about uh, the trending topic on social media over the weekend, saying, quote, you ain't ready. Sony Motion Picture Group chairman Tom Rothman who wasn't scheduled to come to CinemaCon but decided to break from his vacation in Cape Cod due to a hurricane, introduced a trailer type. Cape Cod, how funny. Um, it starts with Tom Holland and Zendaya, relax- excuse me, it starts with Tom Holland and, and Zendaya, Disney Queen, of course. I'm relaxing on a roof. Uh, they are very much in love. In part three of the John Watts-directed title, Doctor Strange, as expected, is in the film. Um, Parker asks Strange to cast a spell in hopes that his entire world will forget that Parker is Spider-Man. Things go sideways. Tampering with space and time leads to bending buildings and flipping trains. No sight of Wanda Maximoff, but WandaVision is rumored also to feed into No Way Home. I'm sure, you know what I was thinking about? Um, because obviously Wanda opens up the multiverse. Wanda is going to be the end credits scene of Doctor Strange, unless she pops up at the end of the movie, which is going to be in 
incredible. That's what I'm really excited for. These next two movies are going to be incredible. Um, no, oh, and Black Panther too. I can't even. I love the MCU. No side of Wanda Maximoff, but WandaVision is rumored to feed into No Way Home. It also leads to the return of Spider-Man's greatest foes. We see a telltale flash of light amid a dark scene heralding the return of Jamie Foxx's baddie Electro. There was a quick cut to one of the Green Goblin's pumpkin bombs tossed onto a freeway as we hear William Defoe's in-character cackle. Um, then, in a voiceover, we hear Strange warning, quote, be careful what you wish for, Parker. That leads to the reappearance of Alfred Molina's Doc um, Oct- Octavius, who, of course, died in Spider-Man 2. You guys, this is a major trailer. This is going to be really good, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. Um, I love the MCU, and I love Spider-Man, and I love Zendaya, and I love Benedict Cumberbatch. I love... Um, I just love it. And the fact that we're, you know, all coming back to cinema is a great thing. I wonder what ScarJo's thinking about this. Pro- There's like really funny memes on, because I just said that the, the trailer leaked yesterday. There's like really funny memes of like on the internet of like Scarlett, you know, people saying Scarlett Johansson after she leaked the Spider-Man home trailer because obviously she's, you know, in a, in a lawsuit with Disney. If you know, you know. Um, yeah, it looks like a really great film and I'm really excited for Tom and Zendaya to be back on the silver screen because Queen and King and they're dating too, which is like simply fabulous. Um... I do have many other thoughts about that, but I'm going to keep those to myself because if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it at all. Well, I have nothing nice, nothing but nice things to say about Zendaya and Tom Holland, but it's like, it was something about Jacob Lordy, who's like so fine on the eyes, but like, hmm, yeah. Um, if you know, you know. If you read Blinds and do Wall, then you know. Anyways, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, this is, well, our Tuesday episode, so happy Tuesday. Have a great Tuesday. I'll be back on Wednesday with whatever stories come up for Wednesday. Um, you can stream my podcast, The Mistress of Pop Culture, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, iTunes, The Podcast Set with the iPhone, basically anywhere a podcast stream, anywhere where you like to listen to. I'm there, like I'm all. Um, aside from that, take care. And uh, XOXO, Gossip Girl. <laughs>